From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Third hour. Big and Wild Outdoors, Spring Gun. Jonathan is not here today. Filling in the big seat is uh, Carlos, the number one uh, fill-in co-host, Cuban Redhead. God, your title is just getting longer and longer and longer. Undisputed, you forgot that. And Bill Bill George, uh, who's wearing his uh, work on the side of the road shirt today. This is this is calm. You got your uh, fluorescent green, uh, you know, construction guy shirt on today. All, all his but laundry solid. must have been dirty. Solid. It's solid color, which is just I'm just not used to you being in a solid color. I'm I looked, sorry. I looked at the Hawaiian shirt. And I looked at this, and I said, eh, I'll, I'll wear a solid color. I'm going to go as a Lucky Charm today. I'm magically yeah. delicious. Yep. <laughs> I'm glowing today in neon green. And, of course, uh, Diego is back. He's over there uh, answering the phones, hanging out with us this morning. We appreciate him getting back into the studio. Uh, Before the break, talking a little bit about deer hunting. Of course, deer season has started officially in Zone C today when it comes to General Gun. So you uh, have time to (laughs) trot around and go out there and mess around out in the woods and perhaps put some uh, good stuff into the... uh, into the freezer you got from uh, November seventh all the way to January twenty fourth, so you got time. And you got some canned deer meat coming in. I, that's what I hear. So I'm I'm looking forward to next Saturday and on puking live on the radio. It'll be interesting. <laughs> no, it'll it'll be fine. But uh, speaking of deer and deer hunting, there was a gentleman who uh, posted a little something last night on one of the uh, Florida hunting groups, and I thought it was an interesting question because we have Mister Three Hundred Wind Mag over there. Uh, over in the corner, Bill George. We have Mr. Middle of the Road. I'll shoot whatever you got me. Give me. I'll, I'll just go kill 30, it. 30, 30, 30, muzzle 30, loader. It doesn't matter. Done, pencil. Boomerang. Sharpen. Yeah. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Carlos will take whatever. If I'm, it's legal. I'm Mr. 270, uh, you know, 708 kind of guy. But a gentleman asked a question, and I know this is maybe for some people it's an ethical question, but for me it's not really a question of ethics. But uh, basically, it was now that General Gun season is opening, and he wanted to know what what the thoughts were on people taking headshots and neck shots. And uh, of course, I'm a big proponent of it, but only because I know that I can do it for the most part. Mm-hmm. And as you said, we were talking off the break that a lot of it has to do with your ability, yeah, and then your proficiency when it comes to what's your weapon, yeah, what's your what? Well, you know what? How it's, good you shoot it? If it's been bumped or not? You know, it's on point. You know. There's a lot of factors involved. Well, now, what do you think, uh, Bill George? I mean, you're Mr. 300 Wind Mag. You could basically shoot through a palm tree and uh, well, kill let, let me tell you, I have shot a deer in the head before. And that's because that's the part of the deer that gave me a shot. The deer had come up to me. I had a, I turned around. The deer was close, went back, and then started to walk up alongside of a blow-down cherry tree. And all I could see was it's racking his head. And it's like, okay, that's the only shot I have. It's If I make the shot, it's going to be down. There's just no question about it. It's, it's just done. So I have no problem if you want to shoot it. I, I wouldn't 
be shooting at a running deer in the head. It's just a very tough shot. But uh, well, uh, Tom, what do you think? I'll ask you since you're uh, calling in for something probably obviously different. But what's up, Tom? No, no, I, I can, I can, I can comment on this. You know, like you said, it's 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 skill it's skill level, and and if you got if you can do it, you you know, there's there's nothing wrong with it. You know, just uh, it's either it's a hit, it's a more of a hit and miss situation, like like they like you said. You hit it, it's it's down. You know, chances are if you if you miss it, it's going to be a clean miss. Well, some people are writing there, Tom, that you know, oh, if you shoot it in the jaw, it's you know now it's missing a lower jaw. It's inhumane. Jaw, it's going to starve to death. It's going to eat and this and that. I mean, yeah, I can tell you, if I hit it in the jaw, it's all going well, down that's too. Because <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah, I, 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 I shoot I shoot seven uh, seven uh, Remington mags, so you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. The, 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 if I hit it, the jaw, up and jaw fragments are most likely gonna, are are going to finish the job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now uh, here's the answer that I provided on there. Of course, I was the most <clears throat> eloquent when I came to writing it. I said, uh, ability, distance, confidence, shooting position, and ammo all make for a great neck or head shot. If it's in doubt, go for the boiler room. If you don't have those confidence and you don't have those things in your, the ability in your firing or your shooting ability. Then go with what you know. I mean, don't exactly. just don't just change it and think that you're going to. Uh, well, I'm just going to go try a next shot here. I uh, personally, that's that's my favorite shot. Is every deer I've ever uh, next shot, whether it be axis, whatever it is, anything like that. Uh, dude, they don't go 30 feet. They bang, boom. Yep. They either fall right where they are, or they may take a couple stumbles and then fall over. That that's it. Now, there have been instances, like Bill George pointed out, where a buck was running and then he stopped just for a split second in front of me and looked over his shoulder to see whatever it was, if it was still chasing him. And when his head was turned, it was away from me, so I didn't have a neck shot, so boiler room. I, you know, I had to make that choice in an instant. And, of course, yep. he ran about 40 yards and fell. So, I mean, it, it all depends on the situation. It depends on the shot you got and, and, and what how you good can you do. are. That's now, all. now, I know that Tom just uh, loaded up on some 6.5 Creedmoor, so I guess he's going to be making nothing but headshots coming well, up here. If, 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 uh, if uh, the, my rail would ever arrive via the turtle that they strapped it to when I ordered it, I've got the rings, i got the scope, oh, no. I just don't have my rail yet. Oh, oh that's, and then, then you got to wait on Gary Guy to finish it up. Or wait, no, who's doing it? Who's putting it uh, on no, for you? Chris Cryer. Chris, Chris. putting it all together for me. He'll yeah. have it. We all have have it the same day. So uh, when I go to Missouri next week, I will be hunting my seven rem mag as opposed to the six five. What? Come on! And I would like to put, throw a give you a shout out. You know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you know, G five is one of the few places I was able to find six five Creedmoor ammunition, and they've got a great service, a celebrity ammo delivery service. If you call and, and talk to Justin in the ammo department and buy your ammo. Braden Gunn will drive the ammo to your house and deliver it personally. Whoa! I didn't know that part. <laughs> yeah. It is an awesome service, and I recommend everybody take advantage. That yeah. sounds like oh, a you're, straw purchase. You're an ammo, ammo Uber is what you are. Ammo Uber. <laughs> ammo Uber. Well, it wouldn't be a straw purchase because he called and he actually uh, he paid Made for it over purchase. the phone, over the purchase. He just said... He said, well, I could drive over tomorrow. I was like, dude, your house is not really out of the way on my way home, so I'll just swing by and drop it off. It's not that big of a deal. 
So uh, we got to sit around and watch the beginning of the Bucks game, and then when he had food delivery, obviously Tom has everything delivered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you, know, you know. I was like, "Well, you're eating dinner. I'm out of here." And he's like, "All right, man. Thanks a lot. See you, bye." So we were we you were all watching a football game. I just watched like we were we were. We were discussing other things while it was playing in the background, okay? I mean, we were talking about his trip to Missouri. There's and, uh, Bill analyzing yep. everything. Yeah, and he yeah, was so all- I will hopefully have uh, have some uh, some uh, a good report for next week. I'm going I'm going to go hunt uh, archery for 3 days and then hunt uh, hunt a week of the gun season. So hopefully I can fill my uh, my archery tag as well as my rifle tag. Well, now I got to bring this up because uh, Bill brought it up. I one of the things we were discussing, what kept me there captivated, was that uh, that Tom actually has uh, cameras all over his property, as as most people do. But he I, he has it uploaded onto a uh, a cloud that I've never heard of. What's it called again? It's Deer called Log- DeerLab.com. Yeah, DeerLab.com. And what you do is you can upload your uh, your card and all that stuff into the cloud, and it basically separates everything for you. If you want to just look at bucks. On your cam, you can pull up all the bucks from all your cams, all the does, all the turkeys, whatever it is. It, it, it has an algorithm that actually separates and does all your pictures for you. So we were sitting there for an hour just looking at pictures of, of his, the deer on his property, which, by the way, uh, some of them are just heart attacks. Thanks. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, some of and them. And one of the neat, the neat, uh, the neat things that this, uh, this program lets me do is I, I can tag a certain buck in pictures. Yeah. And it'll, and it'll identify it, will, it. It will identify it. But not only that, it'll, it'll put together, you know, where, where, the, where the, where the buck is seen the most, what time the buck is seen the most. It gives you, it gives you this, this chart on your buck on what, what cameras he's showing up at the, the the most at what hey, time and hey. you know so it really helps you really if you want to 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 track it down you know track a specific hey. buck down to his pattern it really helps you pattern well i guess the old timers used to used to actually spend a little time and get to do that themselves in the woods and nowadays you know, and, and these I, technology I people media. <laughs> but when you're uh, when you when you live in Florida and your property is in Missouri and the COVID's going on, you know it yeah, doesn't just really, it on really cuts down on the amount of time I can spend out there. So this has really allowed me to kind of uh, plan this next this next trip out there. Maximize. You know what? And and my wife runs a camera in the yard, and she she gets a lot of enjoyment out of just looking at the pics and not even hunting them. And 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 there's a whole process of that that that's enjoyable but when i go hunt a lot of times i just i like to be surprised i don't want to sit there and say oh there's this deer and there's that deer that's the old oh. drop die i like to be completely surprised oh, whatever i my, see uh, my property you get surprised you know we 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 see bucks uh every uh, year that we uh, never have on I, camera i love the way you yeah. said on your property i would be surprised because that tells me there's hope that one day oh, yeah. I might be over there and be surprised. Well, oh, you, will. you know, I don't care. You know, I, I have, uh, you know, I have just shy 800 acres right now. I have 30, I have 30 cameras out. And even with 30 cameras, every time we, we go hunt, I see, I see bucks that we never got a picture of. And, yeah. and it uh, is amazing how that can be. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. You would think. You would think. With you know, I, I, we try to keep pretty good tabs on on our herd, but you know, within the in the foothills of the Ozark Mountains, there's so there there are places on my property that that I have never set foot because it's just it's too thick and too 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 vertical, 
uh, you know, with the ups and downs for me to get in there. But these deer have no problem, and that's where the big boys live. Yeah, they, got, the only they, time, got, they got good four-wheel drive. They can make it through yeah, those areas. Yep, and the, so the only time that we get a chance to see those bucks is during, during the rut when they're out chasing their ladies. And, uh, you know, you, where the does are, that's where the bucks are going to be. Well, Tommy, we got to take a break, man, but good All luck. All righty, sir. Hey, everybody, be safe out there, uh, and uh, hopefully I'll have something to talk about when I get back from Missouri. That'll awesome. be awesome. Good luck, man. All right, have fun. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for the call, man. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be back. that wouldn't you Carlos I can't remember I know that Tom called me I mean he told me because I asked him I said what kind of cameras was he using I don't I don't remember the the brand that he was using but they weren't really stupid expensive uh cameras I know they weren't Brownings or uh spy point I can't remember now well if he's listening maybe he'll call real quick and give us or just text you yeah or text me you can text me Tom if you want and let me know what cameras they were using but you know uh speaking of the cameras I said not only for a private individual, but I know why Tom does it, because like he said, he lives here. He's got property there. But even though he has somebody who uh, is a property manager out there keeping an eye on things, um, somebody like Jonathan who has his property and for an outfitter, what a wonderful tool that is. Because you can literally eliminate all the things you don't want to see. So as Carlos said, you don't have 50,000 pictures of of. Crows and raccoons. Crows and raccoons out there. So you could eliminate that. That's it, awesome. Right? The, you know the, how much time that saves? Oh, the algorithm In will space instantly get or does. If you don't want to see any does, it'll shoop. It'll 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 get rid of the does. And so all you have, I think Tom only has his bucks, uh, turkeys, and uh, keeping an eye out for pigs. And you can have all that already set so that when it downloads from the cloud but, into your but, tablet, you can see Tom all that. Said. When the time is right, wherever the does are is where them bucks are going to be. So sure. if you know where they're liking to hang out, that's where you want to. Well, you'll see a lot of pictures he, he showed me. You'll see blurs where it's a tail and a doe going this way and a buck uh, nose up in the air prancing this way. You know, and they're both. Yeah. So obviously they're chasing and all that. I mean, you will catch does, but, you know, when you got five of them standing in front of your camera going, um, 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 you know, it's going click, 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 click. Taking a million pictures of them. That uh, saves a lot of time and space. I yeah, mean, that, that's amazing. And for somebody like I said, with uh, uh, with a property like what Jonathan's doing with Heritage, what a great thing to do because you set those cameras up, and if you need to pattern a buck, you got clients up there. You can go up there, and I know it sounds like a commodity, but you could sit down with a client and go. Well, here's B14, here's C16, here's uh, Mr. Big, here's uh, Mr. 4 on 1. And, I mean, you can literally know each deer that's running around on your property. And the clients could go, well, I'd really like to go after C14. And you could be like, okay, well, C14 will be out here in this general area, usually at this general time. So let's get out there early and get set up and do what we got to do. Yeah, Which, to me, it seems to make a lot more sense. And I know. It's a great tool. 
it's it's not the traditional way, but it is a way where if you're going to go out there and do it, then uh, you got to go out there and get her done. And I'm not opposed to using technology well, well, to you know, uh, get her I mean, done. Look, look, a perfect example is Tom. Tom goes up there. He's there a week, 10 days. You don't want to spend a couple hours looking through crows and raccoons. You just <laughs> knock that out. He's targeting stuff, maximizing his time, gives him more time to do other things, you know, that he needs to do up there in a short amount of time. I mean, it, it, that's a great tool. Well, he uh, just texted me in. It's the Bushnell B-16. Mm. The Bushnell B-16 uh, got a deal on a bunch of them, so he bought a bunch. And uh, they're not really super expensive, and mm. uh, they're cards. They're not cellular. Hey, if it works for him, that's good. You know? Which which I, I asked him, I said, uh, what a great idea that would be if it does it do cellular, because then it would go directly from the camera straight up to the cloud, and you could just download it without having to come straight to your phone. You know who has more cameras than him? You know who has more cameras than him? What? James Stovall. Oh, well, I'm sure. When I spoke to James and he told me how many cameras I said, I told him, you're insane. You know, and speaking of cameras. But he puts them out all over, and, and it's all on, you know, public land. He uh, puts them all on public land. I was going to bring that up because um, on social media this back week, past week, a guy got on there and he complained about the fact that uh, his cameras went missing on public land. And uh, I couldn't believe how many responses that he got that were negative, as in, uh, well, that's what you get for leaving it out there. Well, it shouldn't be there in the first place. Or, uh, you know, it is what it is. Well, uh, what, and what I what did I say? What happened to don't touch other people's things? Yeah, exactly. You're stealing. You're a thief. I, don't leave it alone. You know it's not yours, even if it's whatever in public. Don't touch it. It's not yours. It's look, none of your business. Look, on, on Bill's, on, when Bill had the lease, I put the spy point cameras up that I had. And but I put still lock locked bo- it I up. put lock boxes on them because I have them. Yeah, sure. Why I was not? a rep use and I have them. I might as well use them. Well, Bill, Bill pointed out a great thing. He said, well, you're out in a management area and there's a car parked on the side of the road. Does that mean you get to take it because it's there? No, of course not. What about the cooler in the back of the truck? Is that yours too? Don't touch it. It's not yours. If you do, you're a thief. It's simple. And, but I could not believe how many people well, defended the action. Well, what if you just action. climbed up in the stand and you touched it that way? Climbed up in the stand. And That's okay. <laughs> I, I don't see any problem with that because it's there. It's just, you know. But you, the camera is just there. Yeah, but the camera, it's a different story. You're not, you don't climb on top of the camera. If you're taking it off the tree, so, unscrewing it, you're so stealing it. So if you just opened it up and looked at the pictures, it's okay? Yeah, I just I don't like why it. you would want to do that. I don't know, but I don't. I don't. So I just don't get not don't to hunt t- that it's, stand. It's not yours. Don't touch it. That's how I. That's look at how it. your parents raised you. Yeah, that's not yours. Leave it alone. But Dad, somebody left it here. I don't care. They may be coming back for it. Don't touch it. It's it, not it's, yours. It's just like when we and Braden were talking. You know, during the break, I said if if somebody you're not supposed to leave, you know, deer stands or climbers or ladder stands, anything in out a management season. area out of season. Well, when you do, you run the risk of people taking it or when they do a sweep or they clean that area, they collect them and then they destroy them. I don't know if they auction them. I don't know. But I know that some places destroy them. That's the risk you run. Somebody taking it. If you leave it there, that's your own fault. I understand that after the season. But uh, if you got cameras set up out there in your spot or on your way in or whatever it is, um, just I, I just I could not believe how many people were like, 
Well, that's what you get for leaving it out there. Well, you're an idiot for doing and it. And that's uh, the that problem like with, a, with the society that we live in now. That Years ago, nobody would even think twice about touching your what thing. You, how many I years would never ago was it. that? Because I can turn around and say, years. Hey, mid-80s, I was having tree stands have their locks shot off during the season. You'd leave one evening, go out there at dark, leave your tree stand, lock to a tree, come back the next morning to go hunt it, and it'd be gone. Yeah, well, I mean, a thief is a thief. That's messed up. Yes, and I, it was look, terrible. when I go out I and put my climber, when I go out and put my climber, because I don't want to pack it in, I just lock it to the base of the tree with an Most aircraft cable. Sure. And if you're going to cut that, if you're going to cut through that half-inch thick or, uh, or actually a little bigger, five-eighths aircraft cable, good luck. You could have it. Yeah. But in a night, you know what I but mean? But why would you do it in the first place? It's not yours. But I understand a thief is going to be a thief. But what I can't understand is why people would jump all over somebody who lost an item out in the woods saying that, well, that's your own fault or you shouldn't have done that or, well, the, that'll the, teach you next time. Those are the type or, of people who would take it. Exactly. You know what? And if it was Probably. them, if it was them and, uh, you know, they had their truck there, and all of a sudden they come back and their Yeti cooler is missing out of the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. They'd be the first one on social media going, well, some fool came out here and stole my cooler out of here like an ass. Da, 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 da. Well, how many people are going to go, well, you shouldn't have left it out there. Well, It's, it's like, your fault. It's you happened idiot. like at a Walmart. People run in to go get, you know, some ice, and sure. then they grab something else, and they come out, Yeti cooler's gone. Oh, yeah. It, it, it happens. It, it happens, happens in boats. Yep. I mean, uh, guys oh, that are pulling to get gas. they take all their rods. Yeah, they take sure. the rods. I mean, you know, You always leave somebody by the boat. You know? yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes in and gets beef jerky. Or, or like when we, we're gator hunting or something like that, Bill and, and George will park the, the vehicle where we see everything. Yeah. You know? so I just don't get it. I, I, I don't understand that mentality. It's a society thing, man. I guess it is. I You know, I, I, when we're talking about the ethics, it just kind of goes hand in hand. It's not ethical to take somebody else's um, uh, camera that you see on a tree, and then somebody brings up the fact that taking a neck shot is not ethical because you're not capable of doing it, which, you know, we were talking about that before we started talking with Tom, that uh, I just, I don't see where there's ethics involved in that. If you're a good shot, you know what you're doing, and you, uh, you have confidence in your rifle and what your abilities are. It's shooting it's, in the it's, eye it's all the, day. I don't care. It's the same thing where, you know, guys get into this thing about shooting turkeys. You, you know, standard is 40 yards or less. And then some guys have loads that could shoot 70. You know what I mean? With the sure. TSS and the chokes that they got and how they tweaked it. Some guys could probably go out to 80 yards, I'm sure. So who's to, who, who gives you the right to tell someone else what they can or can't do? If it's legal and, no, no, and, no, you're, no. and you can then do it, you then go ahead. Who gives you the right? What? Social media. <laughs> that's, Social that, media. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. Listen. Give, uh, give the Facebook guy a if, call. If, if you you're want. on there and you want Zuckerberg. somebody else's opinion, you get what you get. <laughs> yeah. Okay? If you go yeah. in there and you want to turn around and open up that can of worms, I don't feel sorry for you getting all the, the, the stuff. You know? But well, that is true. And I, and I understand that if you put it out there for the public – you're going to catch some slack on oh, the feedback and everything else. every time. And it doesn't matter if you put a picture of a doe up there or a spike. You know, somebody's going to – 90 people are going to say congratulations. 20 people are going to go, what are you thinking? Why, why did you do that? Have you are seen, you an idiot? Have you seen these that people waste. that put a picture of, like, a little kid that shot a hog with a crossbow and then somebody's saying, 
oh, look how she's holding the crossbow. It's not safe. You know, that happened to me at a thing. And I said, dude, that's not the point. The thing's not doesn't have a You learned the lesson the hard way holding you know? up two Osceolas at one time. <laughs> yeah, that was, I made a call. I, I, call, I, called, I called Officer Nick right away. Say, hey, man, area. this was just a picture, all right? I was holding two. <laughs> I was holding mine and somebody else's. Uh, I was not holding two Osceolas. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Social media can I be I found them that way. Yeah. <laughs> they were locked together like they're the spurs. All right, taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Please go see him today. If Brooksy's there, he'll give you a great deal. If he's not, you'll get a great deal, too. It doesn't matter. Ask for Brooksy. Back for Brooksy. He might be fishing, though. It is King of the Beach weekend. We'll be back. Big and Wild Outdoors. Fred Gun, Carlos the Great, Cuban redneck, number one, fell in, <laughs> undisputed okay. champion, redneck. Was, thank you, thank you. Hey. And uh, plain old Bill George I'll and plain old Diego. So we're, we're all here today. Uh, got some text during the break, by the way, from our good friend, uh, Mr. Tommy, who Sent me one picture here of one of his fields. It's covered in does. It looks like literally oh my God. some African savanna yeah, filled like with a, antelope. L- like a deer farm. It does. <laughs> Seriously. It's crazy. Uh, he's got, uh, he said he's got over 15,000 pictures uh, from the uh, cards that were taken over a 10-day period. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess because looking at the ones I was at the house, they were all pretty much bucks and nastiness. But... Um, he said the reason why they don't use the cell ones out there is because it's got very poor uh, cellular reception out there in the middle of nowhere, which I can understand because <laughs> he's way out there in the middle of nowhere. So that's why he's not too concerned about poachers or any of that other kind of stuff because it'd be a long winding road to get out there where he is and then a long winding road to get back. So there'll be too many eyes that'll see you going out there. Yeah, I saw that old Tommy Earl headed out to your place this past weekend and uh, came back. Them springs were hanging awful low in the back of the truck. Seriously, he's got so many deer on that picture that you could throw a boomerang <laughs> and take one. Okay? I'm almost positive. Wait, you've given up on the atlatl? No, uh, we, that's it. We reached the maximum amount of time we oh. could say that word. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, That'd be we, five. Yes, we show. did. Yes, we did. Okay? Well, now, speaking of cameras, I saw you brought one in today. Are you uh, going to hook it up here in the studio so you can monitor what's going on in here? No, during? this is just my uh, old Spy Point Tiny Plus that I had at Bill's lease that we he kind of lost. So we're... I so lost we're looking, the lease, not yeah, the camera. Obviously. Yeah, we're looking for a lease, but we were looking to see if there was anything on camera. I left it out like two months. I had a lockbox on it. I so you just the, no, I you, forgot the key when I went with him, and then I gave him yeah. a key, and then he picked it up. Before. Did you pull the card? Is there anything on it? Yeah, he checked it out. I don't know if anything. What's on, on it? it? What's on it? Anything there's, decent? There's a, there's a couple studs on there. Oh, dude. He's not talking about me when I walk up to the camera and I, you know. 
Show it off. Get it ready. No, put, make turn a it scrape. On. Turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> make a scrape or whatever. A little pee. But, oh yeah. But there, are, there are a few deer on there. That. There are some turkeys on there. So up on the old lease, they had turkey. I never yeah. saw one turkey up there. Oh man, there was always a turkey at that spot I went to. But big, uh, big the Tom. tiny plus. Do you like this one? I mean, uh, I like that one because it actually has a another thing that you can you know had another. Uh, like a transmitter that you can actually run six cameras off of it, so you can put them around, and it, it was a decent camera. Now, what is uh, what are these little uh, things on the bottoms? Are these your well, that's a black radar, light. and these no, right here, or is that your that's pickups a, that's there? A, that's a black light camera. So, oh, you know, so well, you got those TV are the sensors, USB out. Yeah, those are pretty nice. And I had a how lot. much are those? Oh man, I don't. Remember. Do you remember? Yeah. Bucking some change. Yeah. Not over two hundred, right? No, I don't think so. And then these are great. The rechargeable batteries. These were awesome. They would last. Oh, those are forever. nice Nike. Yeah, they're not your typical C oh. batteries that you have to walk around with like fifty of them in your pocket. No, no. Those are nice. Have, I would have a spare one and just pop it in. The batteries. I mean, that thing will go two, three months. Very good. Well, so so I'm I'm interested in seeing the pictures. Do you have them up or no? No, I figured I'd let him go home and look at it on his computer. Why? I want to see him cry right here in the studio. No, no, no. I want to see him go. Where, where did this twelve point come from? I don't know, man. We did a we did a lot of work over there before they lost it, which was terrible. But it's always the way it is. I mean, I don't know how many heartbreak we, we stories I've we, heard we this year. We were planting a dove, two dove fields, wasn't it? And we were gonna. No, oh, he was doing that whole flag pond. He yeah, was getting out there and burning and slashing. And we planted a bunch of stuff, pulled trees out. I mean, it was it was fun, but of course, man, you do well, all the work, and then uh, the other people take over and uh, enjoy the spoils of your labor. Hey, maybe they'll hate it, hey, and we'll get it back. That's that's the way life is. So, well, I don't so know. So, if any people but, are listening out there, we're looking for a lease. <laughs> so, call in, and we'll take it, man. Yeah, you and about... 888 uh, 888-404-1010. 888-404-1010. Quarter of a million other people looking yeah. uh, for... Look, if you got a hog problem, coyote problem, call in. Uh, we'll I, take care of that, too. Crossbows, whatever. Yeah, sure. I got a coyote story for you. You ready yeah. for this one? Is it about the ones that they're now seeing in downtown St. Petersburg? Oh, no. they. they I saw FWC had another thing about living with coyotes again, you oh, know, yeah, okay. and how to haze them and, and work to scare them off as they're, they're going around. But That's uh, a waste of time. What do you mean? Or, what, what do you haze them? Haze, oh, yeah. No, no. Hazing is hazing coyotes. Uh, okay. So yeah. what what is their recommendation for hazing coyotes? I'm I, I'm curious. I don't know. I did. It's like running. I, didn't look I, at I it. prefer blazing. But 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 <laughs> coyotes. Uh, I turned around quite a while back. I had shot a coyote, and I was going to do something with him, and I put him in the freezer. He's still there. No, he's gone now. Oh, he's he, gone. He's now? gone now to the boneyard because I had I had a couple, uh, quite a few alligator heads I brought back, and what about uh, 70, 90 pounds of alligator meat was coming back in mm -hmm. to my freezer so that it could be distributed out to the friends who had turned around and had their alligators processed. But uh, I didn't have room for the said coyote anymore, so I did the, the absolute responsible thing. I didn't just go dump them out on the side of the road somewhere. I put them in a garbage bag, and I put them out for the garbage man who was coming the next day. Well, that 
coyote was stiff. I mean, you could stand him up, and it looked like he was just Oh, I remember running. when I opened your freezer, and I saw him <laughs> there looking at me, and I was like, yeah, what are you, what is this going on? What is going on? <laughs> but I put him out there, and I wasn't there when the trash man came, but the neighbor was. Well, when they went to go throw that bag into the the garbage can. The bag the, ripped. The bag ripped. <laughs> and it said coyote drops out at their feet oh. and two big brawly men scream. <laughs> that would have been great on YouTube, man. <laughs> scream. Do you remember yeah. the one that I had posted up coyote. on Facebook where it was the uh it had the, the sign on there that said Bones inside are not of ex-wife or of wife, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, that's you know, so, funny. You know, some garbage man lifts that thing up, and goes, "What the? There's like a dead body in here, rib cages, and uh, yeah. be freaking out." But well, when I when I went to Mexico, they just string them on the barbed wire fence. The coyotes, they just hang them right there. Sure, so it's a warning. Drive, yeah, you drive around, there'd be a few here and there, you know, just strung up on the fence. Boom. It's a well, warning to all the other coyotes. Yeah. It's all good. Until they all got jobs smuggling kids across the border. Yeah, they said, hey, <laughs> I, I understand. They know the roadrunners there. Now, for you out there, I mean, I know we're kind of joking about it, but are you actively, I mean, do you see how hard it is to find a lease in the state of Florida? I mean, I, are I'll you just giving up? I, I didn't pursue one. I did it around. I figured I'm going to go back to what I did for a lot of years, which is hunt our public lands. We do have public lands that are for me free for the rest of my life because i bought a lifetime license eons ago so i can go out there and hunt our land and and enjoy that and i'm going to go do it i i kind of miss the old days of being able to i know that there's a lot more hoops you have to jump through for certain areas but i mean i long for the days of when uh you know we could jump in somebody's truck and just head go up hunt. To, and, yeah, and go head and, up to Steinhatchee or our Gulf Hammock or That's a perfect a example. Look or, at us. We all want to get together together and hunt, and we just usually can't because of work or family or, or just having a place is, to go. There is movements within certain groups to try to eliminate some of that process, but there is a strong, strong, you know, part of fwc that that believes they have to have those to in that you know over time things will balance out yeah you're gonna swamp a few places for a few years but then people are going to get frustrated about going there and then the, the group will move around and eventually you'll you'll come to some type of balance where it's it's not overwhelming everything but i gotta ask you do you know if they still have the uh what was the uh, thing that the FWC did with the management areas where it was the uh, use where you pay $300 for the year and you uh, well, got on a list that, and you could go play in it all year round and camp? But and that was some, that, some recreational of that, use. Yes, uh, but uh, some of that's property that was leased, you know, the, that's not their land that they're leasing. Where I'd like to see free and open land is on – all these public lands that are owned by the state, whether it be the water management district or that of uh, the forest service or whatever, that we could just go out there and hunt. Okay, here's the season. Go hunt. Yeah, that's the way it used to be. It's either going to be good hunting or it's not going to be good hunting. But you can go hunt if you want to. I mean, and it, it could be spur of the moment thing. Like I said, you know, uh, me, Tom, Gino, we'd be bored. And they're like, hey. 
Grab your stuff. We're going to go head up to uh, Steinhatchee, and we'll go camp out in that lady's front yard, and then we'll go hunt all weekend. And you're like, hey, let's go. But and but it, you can do that after the first nine days at Green Swamp and Richland. There, so. Yeah, there are certain ones you can do that, citrus and some others. So Not citrus. But what do you mean not citrus? No. Quota. Quota only. Quota only. For the entire management area and for go the state read the of rules. Florida. Don't listen to Braden. Yeah, read the rules for every <laughs> WMA. They're all different. I'm going to go look it up right now. All right, we're taking a break. So think of Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. George, Carlos. I had some other wildlife stories from the house this week. Oh, okay. I turned around. Did you have a bat on your porch or something? No, 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 no. Cockroach I, in the bathroom? After <laughs> uh, cleaning a couple alligators, I had some uh, legs that still had some stuff on it. So before I left one day, I took them out of the ice water cooler where, where I was holding them, and I set them in the yard, and I get a picture from the wife. Sends me a picture of about 30 buzzards in the backyard. <laughs> then next thing you know, I get a text. Oh, my gosh, there's an eagle. There was a bald eagle. Scared all the buzzards off. Nice. And then there was a hawk that was bigger than the bald eagle came in. And the hawk and the bald eagle were there, buzzards all scattered, landing on the roof of the house and everything just to get away from those two. And then they left, and then the buzzards came back. But at one point, I had a big hawk and a bald eagle in the backyard, all because of some alligator bones. Very nice. Bones usually, uh, I've never seen eagles get attracted to to bones, but I do see them get attracted to uh, usually red organ meat. You should have. Well, you they sh- did. You they never the ate at it. They never <clears throat> went over there and picked at it. They just landed, I guess, to see what was oh, the spiel. Sure. And then left. You should have put the coyote there too, <laughs> and saved the garbage man. Yeah, they they would have sat there and uh, just kind of looked to see what what all the uh, ruckus was about with the uh, the buzzards once they were there. I'm sure they just came to check out what they were checking out. Because I used to see them out on Brahma. They would come in and they would scare off the buzzards. And uh, the buzzards will pick up anything that they can get their hands on. Whereas the eagles would only fly down and pick up, you know, any red meat, internal organs, liver, kidneys, heart, you know, things like that that might have been ended up in the gut pile. Rarely did you see them go off with a lung or, uh, you know, some sure. sort of intestinal tract or anything else that may not be... Uh, Quite as healthy or nourishing, I would I would guess. These are these are fancy eagles. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fancy smancy. I'm sorry, I need the pate. Yeah. I cannot eat the uh, chitlins. 
I'm staying away from those. Well, just, you know, we've t- been done talking a little bit about the management areas and everything today. Well, the annual package of hunting rule changes is it's that's what this time of year is come the next commission meeting they're going to have their rule package come through and draft process and then they'll look in the february time frame to make it final for the rules for the following year out there on fwc's website myfwc.com under hunting there's an opportunity and i was trying to find it in all the words well you got to look at the rotating picture banner thing that goes around because there's a way you can click on that to get to the that and there's also a a proposal that they have that has to do with restricted hunting areas and this has to do with your homeowners who decide after they buy land let's say and all of a sudden don't want duck hunters in their backyard hunting ducks even though it's sovereign submerged lands they they're trying to provide a pathway for these people to petition, pass ordinances, and everything else to prevent you from being able to do your rights on sovereign submerged lands. You just like to say that word. Sovereign, sovereign submerged. Yeah, he just likes right. to say that. Say that ten times. Come on. Public yeah. land. Let's just say public land. Whether or not, okay, let's say you turn around and somebody builds a house next to a wildlife management area and because they built the house now they don't want you hunting on the side of the fence that's a public land well you get a homeowners association or somebody sit there and say oh we don't want any hunting so now you we want the safety uh no hunting area not not no shooting no hunting in this area because you can still go shoot there you just they're trying to restrict your ability to hunt there Jeez, I'm telling it's you, it's all because of people like Braden who just won't get out of their seat and go do something. Yeah, that's that's all my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> all right. I, I just i I don't know who's making those decisions for everything. I mean, uh, when you sit here and say that, uh, you know, places like Gulf Hammock, you know, you talk to people about that place, they're like, "Well, you can't even go there anymore. It's all private." And I'm like, "What do you mean it's private?" I know that there's private land ownership within the Gulf Hammock, but there's private land ownership within like Chazawitska and Kroom and and uh, uh, places like that. That there's 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 little patches of of private land in there. One of your favorite spots, Rich Loam, same thing. There's there's houses yeah, in there. That's true. They're shaded out. Yeah. They're they're shaded out there, but um, you did know, you know somebody who had some property in Chaz? Yeah, I still do. Yeah, I do. Are they big hunters? Uh, no. The area where they live is 40 acres, but they don't hunt it. Uh, but they do have another 40 acres within the uh, management area closer to the Gulf side as well um, that's that's over there. Oh, I, it's I, for sale, by the way. I hear, I, I hear I know lease, it's for lease, sale, but lease. maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they would lease. consider allowing some people to have minor access to it. Lease. They might be able to. Yeah, sure. I mean, I've never seen it. I know that it's uh, really thick and nasty and uh, I think real I hard to get is. into. It's uh, it's pretty tough to I think to I get walked to. to its gate one time. Uh, there is no gate. No gate? No gate. So, I mean, uh, that's the problem. It's privately owned land, but it's in the middle of a management area. So if you don't see it on the map, 
Uh, if you don't look on the map, then you don't know it's there. So people hunt, walk through, all that stuff like that. So you can't just get up in a tree stand and go, hey, man, you're on private land here. Uh, what? No, it's not. You know, and then, you know, it turns into a shouting match and all that kind of good stuff. Which, by the way, I mean, when you brought that up, I went and started looking on the FWC. You know, in the old days, you'd get a brochure. Oh no, they they just say they disbanded all the brochures now. So when you got a brochure, it would give you, you know, all the shaded areas as Carlos pointed out and it well, would give you everything that you, you could just, do. They're still around. You just have to work so hard to get to it. It used to give me Here's a list of all the wildlife management areas. Pick the brochure you want. Yeah. No, now they have some interactive wildlife management area finder. It That's what I'm looking and at. I, and and I, it's the and worst it, thing it, ever. It's hard to navigate. I've done it. Um, but I also have the hard copies. I kept one of each. Man- Here, here's area, the thing. Like, so I'm I, happy I, about that. I just clicked on Chazowitzka. Okay, it tells me regions in what county it's in. Camping, no. Horseback riding, yes. Deer dog, yes. Hot dog. I mean, hog dog, yes. Hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> I guess with you mustard, could, with mustard and ketchup. Yeah. Uh, night raccoon, yes. Family, yes. Whatever that means. Uh, vehicle access, unknown. How do you not know that if it's a management area? Uh, shooting range, no. Dove fields, unknown. There Mobility impaired, unknown. So all these things, th- this is the worst. I mean, if you go to this, and it's not really on the FWC. It makes you go to uh, floridamarine.org where it actually gives you this interactive type uh, media stuff that you're supposed to navigate through here. It says right here, WMA, FWC. Brochure, brochure search. So I go to search and I, I don't see Maybe any brochures. Maybe we need to make one. It doesn't. It doesn't see any right here whatsoever, and it 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 doesn't help me whatsoever. Maybe you're sitting need- there telling me that I can't go to Citrus Manor's area and go shoot a deer without a without a quota permit. Yeah. I know that there was quota hunts usually at the beginning of the season, but then after when General Gun started, and after like you said, the first nine days is over, then it was open to the public. Is it not that way anymore? No. So you have to have a, throughout the entire season, you have to have a quota permit for to citrus. hunt there. For citrus management area. Last I knew. Well, I would I love would to- tell you, but I, I'm not going to go through all that to find out what the rules are. Because- I would love to be able to uh, tell you that that's true or not, but trying to find. You know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go to to the uh Florida Rules website, and I'm going to read the rules, not the brochure. Looks like you have to navigate through that a little harder, Brandon. Well, the thing is, is can you imagine? You remember the old? Oh, my, now you wonder why it's hard for somebody like Alan to go out there and figure out what you can and can't do. Yeah, I mean, it's you're going to have to give Bill George's cell phone number out so people could call him. The old days, <laughs> and I hate to keep saying that, but one of the things I looked forward to. Uh, was when the FWC was at the Florida State Fair, and you'd go into their little barn there. Once you walk past the the Panthers and the whatever else is in there, remember they had a wall of brochures. Oh, no. they had all the brochures, so you could go to Golf Hammock, you uh, could go to Citrus, oh, you could go tax and, collector too. You go yeah, pick. They got sure. rid of, I love they, that. They yeah. got rid of the real estate at the tax collector's office. Not only did they give up the real estate, they didn't even really replace it with something else. Okay. And that's where all the people who are new and coming and yeah, you're changing your you, driver's license. You change over your driver's license, you know, coming to register a car. In pay the your state taxes. Of yep. Here, here's here's Homestead. some info. 
No. No. No, they gave up, and they wonder why you lose, you know, hunters and fishermen when you have an excellent opportunity. You have somebody who's sitting there for hours sometimes with a captive audience with nothing else to do, and you take away their reading material. I would love getting the brochures <laughs> and checking new places. And, sure, you know, and, it, and you know having what? Having two of them and one Shove the them car. in your glove compartment, yep. and that way you were yep. like, hey, you guys want to go up to Croom this year? You want to go do something? You're like, hang on a second, and you go, hey, look, this would be a good spot. We go over here because this is where the river or the creek is. I would use a highlighter. I would get it all oh. set up. Man. Yeah, he was a highlighter guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, we got to get out of here. Wow, yep. that music's loud. All right, we're going to go. We'll see you next Saturday. Be careful. There's a storm out in the Gulf. Let's see where it goes. And, of course, we got to wait till January to find out where everything else goes. So it'll all be good. So have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, Carlos, for coming in. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody, who called in. We'll see you next Saturday. Big and wild out there.